0: Not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. Now, we're back. Welcome back to another episode of The Why Behind You and the focus on this week's topic of stress through transition. If you remember or recall from last week, we actually talked about the idea or the process of going through transition. And it's a nice segue into this week's discussion point around stress and how different aspects of change in our lives may generate or create different levels of stress, right? I always say there's levels to this. So stress is a universal experience and in today's fast paced world, it's essential to have effective strategies on how you're going to cope with stress and how you're going to manage through it, right? So it's critical to understand why stress management is important. It's also critical to understand why stress management matters because chronic stress can lead to severe health problems. It can affect relationships. It can hinder personal and professional growth. Last week, we talked about the topic of transition and the focus on managing through that transition again, whether it's from one day to the next, one week to the next, or one year to the next. With transition or change comes the idea of stress and anxiety. The effects of this can be significantly more profound for some compared to others. And it's a very interesting dynamic when you think about situational stress, where You see some people that things don't look like it phases them. You see other people that it feels as if they can't think straight, they can't focus, and the world is falling apart and things are going to crumble. I can speak from personal experience that the ability to manage and deal with stress in certain situations And the reaction or lack thereof is often a residual of a lot of life experiences that have equipped you, have developed you, molded your mind to be prepared for navigating through things. Now, again, no one will ever have every experience in life to be able to be ready to manage change, or transition, or worry, or stress, or anxiety, no one will ever be able to have all of those experiences. But I always talk about what experiences are transferable, what skills are transferable, what things are transferable in your life. When you know you, when you've been through the journey, you've been through situational stress, situational anxiety, situational change, you learn things about yourself that allow you and help you to adapt help you to adjust some people never ever make it to a point of being comfortable navigating through stress but if you put forth a significant amount of effort but also dedicate and allocate a significant amount of focus to changing and and evolving and navigating learn from past experiences learn from others then that is a way in which you continue to evolve and learn how to navigate or, or manage your stress or the level of stress or your reaction to stressors. Right. We know that stress can cause both physical and emotional effects on everyone. So how do we identify it, acknowledge it and manage as we progress through a given situation or phase of life? I was doing a little bit of research, and yeah, I like to throw in different things to, you know, either add or rebut against a, a point of view. And so I was looking at the American Psychological Association, or the APA, and they put out this this survey every year. So it was stress related to change is is is, as they noted, a very common experience. And so they have an annual stress uh, in America survey that they put out every single year. So I looked at the latest results for, for 2023, right? Um, and sur- the survey consistently finds that significant life changes are a top source of stress for many people. Now, one caveat, this survey was only done in, in the United States. So as I like to think about it, what would be the compounding effect or what would be the additional effect if it was actually done globally? You know, would would the numbers or statistics be the same or would they be more robust, more profound? But it's interesting in this um, survey, more than one out of four Americans, so actually it was about 26 percent of of Americans actually anticipated experiencing more stress in 2023. Now, if everyone had a crystal ball and knew exactly what was going to happen at every waking moment, it's very interesting. Or You don't know exactly what it is, but you just anticipate more stress, right? It's almost like you're psyching yourself out or up, and it's going to have a residual effect. Now, the survey goes into more details here, so we'll dive into that really briefly. I won't bore you with a lot of statistics and numbers, but I thought this was very interesting. And the survey consisted of a little over 2,200 adults, and they were asked about their sources of anxiety or stress in the new year. So they're they're predicting the levels of stress or the types of stress that would um, um, impact them. Um, They indicated they were somewhat or very anxious around, 64% said personal finances. 55% said just in general the uncertainty of the new year or or of this year. 49% said they were stressed or anxious about their Physical health. 41% were stressed or anxious about their mental health. It gets interesting. It continues to get more interesting. 31% were stressed or anxious about relationships with friends and family. 27% job security. 26% romantic relationships. 24% keeping their New Year's resolution. And 21% said they were stressed or anxious about traveling. So let's take a moment to digest this. I'll call it inconclusive short list of stressors that people were most concerned about. And again, this is a small subset of individuals, a little over 2,200 people in this study, but they do this study every year. So they are able to compare uh, the fluctuations in responses, right, whether it's up or whether it's down. 2023 in most of these categories was actually up, right? But what's interesting when we look at this list, those were nine specific areas or things that people seem to be most stressed or worried about. Seven out of the nine are controllable and solely dependent on a person's focus, discipline, and dedication that they decide to allocate to it or that we would allocate to it, Right? Seven out of the nine, personal finances we can control. Now, with the caveat that, you know, let's say there's a change in job circumstances or, you know, some other major life situation where you was unexpected or what have you, then, okay, that's that's a given. But overall, big picture, personal finances, we get to make the decision on how we adjust and adapt our lifestyle based on the resources that we have. Physical health. We are 100% in control of that. Now, caveat I'll throw out there, in absence of a disability or you know, what have you, but here, when you see individuals that have disabilities that are still keeping some level of activity. You know, physical health doesn't mean you have to go out and run a marathon. Physical health means you're just moving and getting your heart rate up for 30 minutes out of the day. But we control that. No one's stopping you unless you're bedridden in the in the unit, hooked up to lines and just can't move. We control that as individuals, our mental health. We have the full control of being able to identify or listen to those around us that may say, hey, I'm concerned. You seem depressed. You seem like you're a bit anxious, you're a bit stressed. Can you get some help? Or can do you want to talk? Mental health doesn't mean that you know, you have to go and the only way that you get help is actually going to a medical professional or being uh, hyped up on medication. Mental health is a lot of different arenas. Now, don't get me wrong. There are severe mental health issues and people that suffer from extreme um, areas or challenges within mental health. I understand that. But there's always resources. There's opportunities. I'm not saying you have to get it done right away, but When it's acknowledged, when you have people and loved ones that are around you, mental health, there are things that we can do to better support our own mental health. And this is the caveat here. So before I have anyone that gets upset, this is an absence of people that are, you know, of extreme mental illness. We're talking about survey of people that are everyday working individuals, everyday moving, everyday living rational individuals as we talk about how they responded to this survey. If you are conscious enough to say that you're stressed about your mental health, that means that you have acknowledged that you may have some challenges there. That means that you have the responsibility and the accountability within yourself to be able to go seek help. If you can respond to a survey saying that I'm worried about my mental health. That means that you acknowledge that there may be some challenges there. So we have the ability to control how we approach and address that. Relationships with friends and family. We control that. We control our interaction with other people. We control what we allow people to um, infringe or impose on us or not. We control that. Romantic relationships. We control the dedication and focus we put into the romantic relationships with our partner our loved one. Keeping your New Year's resolution. We control that. As an individual, you have to do these repetitive things and be committed every single day. And you're going to slip some days here, some days there, but as long as in the long run, long journey, you are dedicated and focused on maintaining that. That's not anyone else's responsibility. It's accountability on on our own. Traveling. All right. You may not be able to travel around the world. You may not be able to travel across the U.S. or across the region. But hey, I could take a quick two hour road trip down the road just to go have lunch at a cafe or have dinner um, at a place just to get away from my normal, usual surroundings. Okay. or maybe it's a I'll save up and have one one major trip this year. Great. But these seven areas, we can influence impact, and control how we approach it, the level of focus and dedication we have to it. We control those things. We can't control what happens tomorrow or the uncertainty it might or might not bring. So the uncertainty of 2023, 55% of respondents said that they were stressed or nervous about the uncertainty of 2023, right? We can't control what happens uh, tomorrow. We can't control what happens next year. So that's out of our control. And we can't control the security or lack of security in our job situation. Companies are in flux these days. You know, if we navigate uh, and and work through our daily work life, wondering, hey, is my job going to lay me off or or are they going to have cuts, then you're not going to be productive in any way, shape or fashion because you're so focused on the what if scenario that you're not focused on executing and delivering on the job that you have in hand at that time. Things are going to happen, but what we can control is our preparation and readiness in the event that something does happen that causes us to pursue a transition in jobs or careers. We can always keep ourselves very sharp. We can always continue to evolve and develop and and, and maintain skills, develop new skills. We can always do that. We can always keep our resume up to date. We can always continue to network in ways that you know keeps a consistent interaction with people both internally and externally but if something were to happen i've seen it more often than not friends that are maybe having the transition from one company to the next unexpectedly and all of a sudden they find something in 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 matters of of days and weeks right now it doesn't always happen that way but we can always be prepared you know as my um i always take things back to my football days and when I played sports and everything and I always thought about the mentality as we were preparing for in the off season, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready, always be training, always training your mind, always training and developing your skill sets, always gaining new perspectives, always building your network. You don't have to get ready in the heat of the moment if you stay ready Before that. Speaker, author, former athlete and veteran Steve Maraboli once said, incredible change happens in your life when you decide to take control of what you do have power over instead of craving control over what you don't. Those things that we can't control, what happens tomorrow, what happens next week, what's my employer going to do? How are they going to act or react? Those things we can't control. So don't stress over the things that you can't control. Because in the end, whether you stress or whether you don't stress, the end result is going to arrive in the same manner. So it's easier said than done. I understand that. I'm a living breathing, walking, talking example of that, you're going to go through those scenarios in life where you are going to experience stress. I'm not going to be unrealistic and say that that is not a reality. But what I will say is be your own experiment of seeing, about, seeing and focusing on the things and the times when you have stressed And what the outcome of the result was and then the times when you didn't and maybe some of those times that you don't stress about things things that you don't really care about and that's a very easy scenario to fall into when you are concerned or care or value something more than others than not that's a bit of a challenge sometimes to not stress about it to not worry about it but it's gonna happen and that's okay give yourself grace Give yourself a reprieve and understanding that that will be a reality. It will happen. But it's not about arriving at the doorstep of stress. It's about how long you allow yourself to stand there in shock and focus on, we're going to call it wasting time in that situation, in that moment. But you're human, give yourself grace. Uh, You've heard me say this before, I have the 24 hour rule. No matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent. You get 24 hours to stress about something, vent, scream, yell, work out and go get your stress off your chest. You got 24 hours to do it and then you move on. Huge success, if congratulations is in order, You got 24 hours to enjoy every single aspect of that, but then move forward, move on. Because you can't stay stagnant and stay frozen in one segment or or area of time and be in shock about anything, like I said, good, bad, or indifferent. So how do we move forward? How do we push through? How do we manage through this stress? As we talked about um, in last week's episode, I made a comment towards, first thing first, step number one, identify. Identify the fact that one, you do have anxiety and stress about certain things. Identify what they are. What are those things that trigger you? But identify your stressors. You're gonna have external stressors, Recognize those external stressors. Could be work, could be transition through work, as we're talking about this from the lens or the point of view of, of transition. Could be finances, could be relationships that contribute to the stress, but identify those triggers. But here's where we get real with ourselves because it's easy to point the finger outwardly and to identify things that are influencing or impacting you outwardly. But how do we turn that back towards ourselves and look at the internal stressors that we're imposing upon ourselves? The what if factor, right? Are there negative thoughts or patterns, self-doubt? And this all falls in line with the discussion around dependency. Do those things lead you into certain types and levels of dependency? We're talking about how you transition out. We're talking about how the anxiety and stress of that transition out of that dependency. We're going to keep that consistent thought train going, the thought process going. We're talking about that transition out. So that does create a level of stress and anxiety. But are you real with yourself and acknowledging exactly those things? And then are there hidden stressors that you hadn't even thought about? Things that you normally, it's just in your normal routine, normal day a normal process that you don't even acknowledge because it's just your norm. You know, are you're a perfectionist. And if you don't get it 100% right, all of a sudden, the anxiety kicks in. Do you overcommit to things unknowingly because you're a good person? You're a great person. You just want to be able to do things and help others and be there in, in, in an endless fashion. But as we talked about in a point last week. Are you putting the needs, desires, and wants of others before yours? Are you doing that? All right, let's move to step two. Once you've identified those stressors, step two is identify strategies for how you will address minimizing or reducing that stress. This could include lifestyle modifications or changes, right? Something I'm actually very focused on these days is eating right, eating better, eating cleaner, having a balanced, I don't like this um, four-letter word, but diet. Diet's not a bad thing, right? Exercise. It's so amazing how we're, you don't have to be an exercise junkie or gym junkie, but exercise, consistent routine exercise that is also an ability and and offers the ability to eliminate or minimize stress it's a stress reliever right there are significant amounts of benefits and this has all been studied and all been you know acknowledged and and proven Uh, but there are significant benefits of regular physical activity in reducing stress sleep is another major one i've struggled for years on having consistent but also routine sleep. I wake up a couple of times throughout the night, just naturally, you know, that interrupted sleep, six or seven hours of interrupted sleep is not the same as six or seven hours of consistent sleep. But I think these are things that you have to be focused on. You have to be willing to push yourself through um, in order to help alleviate or minimize your levels of stress. Here's another big bucket of of, of focus for me, and that's around mind and body practices, focus. Every morning I get up, I meditate. Introducing mindfulness and meditation techniques is a huge, huge benefit of a stress reliever. And you may just sit in the earlies of morning before the sun rises just to have some quiet me time while you sip your coffee or sip your tea. But it's just that focus of taking advantage of those moments that allow you the opportunity to start your day off from a level, calm, start or perspective. And you'll be surprised at how much of a difference that makes because the day gets very, very, very hectic. We're all busy, we're all working in a very fast-paced world. We all have friends, family, kids, all things that are just gonna be coming at you, work colleagues that are coming at you from all different angles, and there's a high level of having to get things done and juggling many things in a 24-hour period. Take advantage of that opportunity. Do it in the morning, meditate in the evening, or however it works best for you, but find your happy spot to be able to have that just quiet, focused, dedicated time to you, to your mind, to your mental. Cognitive behavioral techniques is another area when we talk about strategies to help minimize stress, all right? Identify and challenge negative thought patterns that you have, but you have to be real with yourself. Again, this is a lot of soul searching and a lot of inward thinking and inward focus. And sometimes that's very difficult for us as individuals to be real with ourselves. In that, you'll hear me say that nonstop, be real with you, know you, and all of this stuff actually continues to push back to you, understanding who you are in more ways than one. Positive affirmations, explore the power of positive self talk. Give yourself a pep talk. It's okay. It may sound corny. I do it all the time. You don't just need someone else to give you a, a, a motivation speech or a positive talk. Yes, those things actually help. Maybe that's the kickstart. But also reward yourself with that. No matter how small, yes, I can. I can do this. I will not fail. I will not fall. You wake up in the morning. This is going to be an absolutely amazing day. Speak positivity into your life. And do it on a very consistent, repetitive basis. And here's the thing. You say it enough to yourself. And you practice this enough. You begin to believe it. Then when you believe it, then you start seeing it. And here's the thing. We talk about positive talk, but also setting positive and realistic expectations for yourself. Understand that your reaction or your response to whether something's positive or negative is really an internal thing that you set, an expectation that you set. You set your expectations appropriately when you execute, you deliver, and you focus in on things You set the whether it's positive or negative based on how you've established what you plan to accomplish, how you've established your expectations, how you've set your goals and how you choose to approach it. Sometimes you may it may be helpful to journal. You know, write down, hey, you want to that's a conversation with yourself, very similar to meditation. All right. Time management. A lot of times we add a lot of stress to our lives because we wait to do things last minute or we're under the gun and we're trying to get everything done in ways that we hadn't planned. And now all of a sudden, hey, we're continuously stressed out because we, are, we have to get something done. And we have five million different things going on at the same time, but we didn't plan appropriately, didn't add the right amount of prioritization to the priorities that needed to take place or needed to happen, right? Effective planning helps to support better time management and organization. And this is another repetitive talk. You may have heard me say this once or twice. Setting clear boundaries. And it's okay to say no sometimes or even a lot of times it's okay. You can't be a yes person all the time. Because if you're a yes person to everyone else around you, when do you have time for yourself? When do you have time for the things that you love, value, and cherish? When do you just have downtime? All right. All right. So step three. Once we have step one, identify the stressors. Step two, Identify different strategies on how to navigate and manage or minimize those stressors. Now we're moving in step three, creating a stress resilient lifestyle, right? Building a support system. Okay. We talked about this before, having those people around you that will support you, having those people around you that will challenge you, but ultimately, regardless of it may be one and the same But regardless of the fact that these people care about you, they want to see you be successful. They want to see you live a meaningful, full, stress-free life. They want to be there. They're your support system. It's absolutely critical when we know, not as a crutch, but when we know if I'm in a tough situation, I'm stressed out, um, I'm, I'm at my wit's end, I feel like I'm about to fall off a cliff, I can go and talk to someone. I have several friends on speed dial that are very consistent, always there. And likewise, I'm there for them as well. But these things are absolutely critical. All right. there are going to be different forms of support, including family, friends, professional colleagues, professional friends. There are a lot of different variations of that. It doesn't just have to be one particular group of people. And here's one that's actually very, very important within that support system is very high levels and deep, meaningful communication. Being open and honest in communication when you're seeking help, don't hold back. Because if you're not open and honest with the people that you say you trust to be there for you, that you want to help you navigate through things, you have to be very open, very honest with them. Be mindful and purposeful in everything we do within our daily lives or within your daily life. From the habits that we embrace, eating, exercising, the mindfulness of how you approach your everyday work and your job relationships not just on a romantic but on a friendship and a professional level be mindful and purposeful in how you engage and interact in those and then the last point under how you create a stress resilient lifestyle is long-term resilience there's that term resilience again but here's another term a phrase you've heard setting goals Set not only short-term goals, but also set long-term goals to help support your personal growth and your resilience. Be nimble, be flexible in understanding how to adapt your different coping strategies as your lifestyle circumstances change. You have to be flexible and nimble. Take things as they come And the way that you can best support your efforts and your focus in being able to do that is very clearly lean on the experiences that you have. As we talked about a little bit earlier in the segment around how stress hits people in different ways and in different levels. But some people can handle extreme stressful situations much better than others, but I guarantee you, you find someone like that. You find someone that's been through a few things here and there in life. Lean on and trust yourself. Trust your experience. Trust your knowledge. Trust your skill to help you navigate through these stressful situations that you may encounter and occur. And just as important to round this out. I said this before. Give yourself Grace. Give yourself compassion because these things are very, very critical in building long-term resilience, but also helping to support how you minimize and and reduce the level of stress that you allow in. I'll close by saying we are in a very fast-paced society. We put extreme amount of expectations on ourselves. Compounding that with the expectations of work. Compounding that with the expectations of friends and loved ones. Compounding that with the expectations of our kids. And the things that we have to continuously do. Change is imminent. And change is inevitable, but how we approach every single aspect of that, how we train to live a meaningful, purposeful, driven and focused day in and day out life. How we prioritize what's critical versus what's not. These are all things that are going to be paramount In our ability to manage through and navigate through stress, anxiety, or change. Do not stress about the things that you cannot control. And we all know what those are. Because as I said it earlier, whether you stress or whether you don't, the end result is going to be exactly what it was meant to be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why Behind You.